Hello and welcome to Tea Time. I'm your girl Mimi Fatusisei. I'm here with my co-host, the beautiful Lynetta. Of course, single mom experience. Lynetta, welcome on the show again. You know, it's February, month of love, like you said, and also Black History Month. Me being an African, you know, an African and growing up in America, you know, I consider myself an African-American and also a global citizen. Because I feel like people like myself, we have a lot more responsibility, you know, when it comes to connecting Africa and Africa, African-American. You know, I've been I've been so blessed where I have an opportunity to grow up back home in the Gambia, to be specific, and living in America more than I lived back home. And, um, you know, the beauty about that is the fact that I'm able to connect with my sisters and brothers here in the United States and also back home. But with that being said, Ms. Lenita, we're talking about love here. And of course, celebrating Black History Month. What is something that is so memorable about Black History Month? When you think about Black History Month, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? I think about black women. I just want to... Black women, I think for me, I couldn't be where I'm at today if it wasn't for the black women, the strength. Um, Now, being older and being a mother myself, realizing the strength that I had was from my mother, my grandmother, my great-grandmother, man, they did a lot of different things for us. They carried the family. They carried the, the children. They cooked. They cleaned. It, it was more than that. They worked, right? They carried the load. Um, and the amount of things they carried and was able to triumph all of that and still praise God on that and still raise a family with values and morals. Man, that's a legacy right there. Absolutely. I mean... Like, you can't go wrong being a black woman, you know, especially the, the, the context of the show being a single uh, mom experiences. So tell me, what is the meaning of love and definition of love since we are also in February, aka <laughs> Valentine's is right around the corner. You know, what is your definition of love? And when you think about love, you know, what is things that comes in your mind? I'm going to start with myself. When I think about love, I think about my, my mother. I think about my my parents, of course, my father. I grew up, of course, not having that much, you know, in Africa. But one thing I remember is we had a lot of love, you know. We we shared everything that we had. You know, we all eat together. You know, we laugh together. We did a lot of stuff together. And because of that togetherness and the love that I was fortunate enough to experience, I love love. You know, I love love, I love giving love, and I believe if you have love in your heart, everything in this world becomes meaningful, you know, because I tell people love is something so universal, we're all born in love, but when it comes to hate, it's something that we have to create in us, within ourselves, it could be an experience, it could be what somebody else has done to you, but you know, I love love, and um, so now back to you, Lenetta, what is your definition of love, and what are some things that you think of? When you hear the word love. <laughs> I wish that was my experience, Mimi, of just what love is. I didn't have that. So I grew up without my father in the household, to be completely honest with you. Um, my stepfather didn't come into my life until uh, I was 16. At that point, it was already shattered. Um, my mother worked so many jobs. So, I mean, she did love us. Did not, you know, not one estimate. Like, she did love us. But it's sometimes, you know being a single mother myself at this time of what is it to be a provider and then also be a nurturer at home that's a lot um 
So I didn't have that experience. I'm now, you know, the older I get in therapy and and God and everything else, now I'm really kind of learning like what love is and that self-love is. Um, for me, it's unconditional. And that's writing, you know, be the ride or die, they call it, you know, the ups and the downs and, and still being consistent um, with the love, um, not shifting. Um, yeah, but I, I think it's, it's, it's different for me. So for me, love is, I'm still actually kind of exploring me. A beautiful answer, and it kind of like you know broke my heart. This is what you just said right now. You know, not having what I took for granted growing up, and uh, you know at this age, but still you're fortunate enough, you know, to to want to experience love and 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 you know wanna wanna find love. <laughs> so talk to me, talk to me. Your relationship with your son. So how's it going? Are you gonna guys? going to do anything for valentine's day are you guys gonna go out or you know what are you teaching him are you teaching him how to be a ladies man you know how to take care of a woman like talk to me what are we gonna do what are you guys gonna do <laughs> wow yeah so he used to be my valentine's all the way elementary school <laughs> every time he, he was like yes i'll be your valentine Aww. so that was cool middle school kind of stopped in eighth grade so i've Aww. been kind of solo Lately, um, my son is a sophomore in high school now, and so he told me on Friday that he likes a, a young lady that he wants to pursue, and okay. I was like, ah, ah, man. You think about that? Man, I was like, I'm excited, you know? But it's oh. costing me money, so he was like, what chores do I need to do so I can sit here and get A, B, C, D, E, F, G? And I'm like, yo, um, that's fine. You know, I'm excited for him for that. I'm like, I can't wait to meet her. Can I I'm a meet her? Not yet, mom, not yet. So <laughs> that's kind of what happened this last Friday. Um, I'm not doing nothing for Valentine's Day. And, you know, I have been single so many Valentine days. Uh, I mean, it's cool, though. I mean, I'm, I'm fine. Like, that's not... Like, it's like, for me, I'm like, yes, I get chocolate after the day of Valentine's Day. The 50% off? Yeah, yeah the 50% <laughs> off. Like, I'm buying me all that good stuff, right? It goes, goes right to my hips and thighs. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm cool. It, it, it's not affecting me like it used to be. But my son is actually going to be out of town um, this whole week. So I'm like, score for me, right? He's going to be gone. He's, he's, doing, he's um, going to Nashville uh, to do like a resume convention with Nissan. Um, wow. And then he's going to go to, uh, he comes back and then he goes to Houston to go see some tech, uh, Texas A&M, uh, do some college tours. Super excited for where he's at right now in his life. Um, yeah, that's what I'm doing for Valentine's Day. What you doing for Valentine's Day, Mimi? Girl, what am I going to be doing for Valentine's Day? That's a good question. Well, I like taking myself out to eat. And I think if anything, I'll just probably just go explore a restaurant in Addison and take my son, you know, to go buy chocolates and stuff. And, um, you know, that's the plan because, you know, I'm in a long-distance relationship with my husband right now. And um, I just saw him, so we're probably going to do it after, maybe like next week or something like that. But, yeah, just like I said, it's like any other day, you know. But it's just the fact that love is in the air. And then since we're talking about love in the air, what is your ideal man? Just in case, what if you were or listeners <laughs> that are listening to this show, Lenny is so gorgeous. She is so beautiful. I mean, definition of gorgeousness, I can't even describe how she looks. But anyways, so talk to us. What is your ideal man? Mimi, you got jokes. I appreciate you. You're gorgeous. You're gorgeous. I was like, when I saw her, I was like, dang, Mimi, you fine. Oh. Um, 
Well, I haven't had nobody has asked me that. Like, what's my ideal man? So I know a lot of these women are like, I want a six five and blah blah blah. That is not me. I want a man with good character. Like when we talk about Valentine's Day, can I get a man with a good heart? Like good morals and values. You know, chivalry is not dead. They're still alive, amen. I want that. That's what I want is a good man. We can praise God together. We can pray together. But we can laugh. Like, I love to laugh, Mimi. I love to laugh. I love to joke. Uh, I think that life is for real, <laughs> you know? Absolutely. I can say life be lifing. Uh, I just really like to joke a lot. So I think that besides that, I just want to enjoy somebody's company and enjoy new things with this individual. Um... Yeah, where he at? Mimi, where he at? I'm ready. <laughs> Paul, Lenina is ready for you. So wherever you're at, you need to hurry up and come on with it. <laughs> so talk to me. You know, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately, you know, podcasts, right? Lately, you know, talking about, especially when it comes to the black women being super duper in their masculine energy and a lot of black men who start, you know, complaints about that. And, um, you know, women should start being more feminine in their feminine energy and blah 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 the reason why most successful black men will will date a sister have a baby with a sister but when it comes to them settling down they probably just go with the other race you know not the black women and i've had a lot of controversial you know i've watched a lot of controversial shows where you know men complains about oh black women are loud black women are this black women are that but, you know, being in psychology field myself, I've read a lot of books and I'm still reading books when it comes to relationships and, you know, being a divorced woman myself and just, you know, just coming out from a 20 years relationship and, uh, you know, single mother starting this thing all over again. Um, it, it wasn't easy because I realized myself, I, I, I can see where I went wrong you know, throughout the journey, and then I own up to it. So I just wanted to be a better version of myself from my previous relationship. But I want to touch base on that. You know, what is your take on, on you know, when the black man says, oh, the black women are too masculine, you know, they want to talk over you, or they are all independent and stuff, so that's why they can't keep us. What is your take on that? Um, I think it depends upon your experience. I've never been married before. Um, one of the things I think is funny, though, because when it comes to my career, you know, I was a previous principal. Um, I've held a lot of supervisor, manager positions, so a lot of leadership positions. I'm not like so when it comes to work. Yes, I'm all like, let's let's, you know, if you, you know, on the disc assessment, I'm a high D. Let's go. You know, um, meaning I, I'm very driven and very kind of like direct and let's get things done. Let's get things accomplished. When it comes to my personal life at home, I turn that all the way off. I mean, I have to cook and clean and do all that kind of stuff because I am a single mother. But I think that the load for me, it's like going to the gym. I have to carry the load. I've always been a single mother. Um, you know, I know we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but I was raped, you know. And I know sometimes people like in the church is like, hey, you know, whatever. I was raped and I, I, I kept my son. Um, and so therefore, I not only had to be a provider. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's okay. I, I Not only did I have to be a provider for my son, right? Mm-hmm. Um in, in order for you to be a provider for your son, these are high-ranking positions, right? Typically, leadership positions pay more money. Can we talk about it? But then at the same token, I have to be a nurturer as, as well. So I have to still cook. I have to do clean, do clean laundry. I have to manage my budget. I still got to go in the gym because nobody wants somebody, you know what I'm saying, who is overweight. Like, 
all these different things I'm trying to manage and balance. And at the same time, I was going to school, you know, to get my master's degree. Um, all these different things and managing people's, you know, people at work and then my son at home and then, you know, my own personal things. So it's a lot. I don't feel like that's what it was. I can't carry everything. And I, I tell people it's like an engine in a car. There's a positive and a negative. I can't carry everything, nor do I want to carry everything. Let me say that. Mimi, I do not want to carry everything, especially in the season. My superwoman cape is off. You know, I think that they also do this label of a strong black woman. I can't always rest in a man's arms if you're not capable of handling my load. I am not all that. You know, I wouldn't have to be a provider. I wouldn't do all that if the situation didn't happen for me in my life. You know? So talk about the loads. <laughs> I think that's the, that's the takeaway. And I think, you know, that's that's a very important key point that you made. Because instead of you all hollering about your black women being this, being that, being that... How about maybe we have black men that will step up and be into their masculine energy to, so that way you can trust them with your loads in order for you to be in your feminine energy. Honestly, that's what I think, me personally. This whole, you know, independent woman stuff and blah, blah, blah. I feel like it's a facade that society put on the black women, you know, which I think is very, very unfair. Why do we have to carry all the loads? Why do we have to be the only race? You know, the only race and the only gender, the black woman. Oh, you got to Oh, you independent. Oh, you strong. Oh, you got this. And and like you just said, I'm I'm sick and tired of hearing that. And I am so done. Now anyone calls me a strong black woman, I'm like do not call me strong, strong black woman. I am tired. I am weak. I do not have the energy to be a strong black woman. I need a provider, a protector. Yes. I cannot be around here being a strong black woman, taking care of myself, taking care of my son, and then taking care of a man, God forbid. So, I mean, I can definitely understand where you're coming from when you said you need someone that's going to take the load off of you in order for you to be in your feminine energy. So, the key word is, come take the load off me, and I will be the female yes. or the woman that you want me to be. But as long as you ain't going to do that, uh-uh, bro. We're going to have to keep this you know, brotherhood, because I can't get me and then be your woman when you can't get me for me to be where I need to be. I guess that's the point that you're just trying to make, that you just made right now, which I think is such a key and valid point. Right. Talked about single motherhood, and I'm so sorry to hear about your story that, you know, what you've been through, and, you know, rape is something that I feel like it's a topic that you sh- no one should be ashamed you know, of, 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 of speaking out or speak, speaking out about that experience because it's very traumatizing. You know, it's something that will, will haunt you for the rest of your life. You know, how was that like? And you coming out to be this beautiful, your head is so high, you've accomplished so much at your age and you're still climbing this ladder. You know, what are some things that when you think about what's happened to you, what are some things that you wish you'd done differently? And now that you're healing, what are some things that you're doing? Just for the victims out there that are listening to the show that happen to be in a situation like yourself, you know, being a victim of rape. Um, it has been a process. Uh, it's uh, Healing is a process. Healing is layered. Um, one of the things that I immediately, well, I did, I ignored it, right? And I became angry, so... 
for years I was angry and emotionally I said I didn't become a mother to my son until he was three and a half years old I'm sorry emotionally I was disconnected from my own child for three and a half years I was a provider so I became this grind hustle mode of provide provide I got to have insurance he got sick I'm doing this I became a provider emotionally I was not in tap with my son I started become I saw my first therapist when my son was three and a half trying to deal with that um, at the same time, you know, I see his father's just out and about carrying on his life, you know, wasn't paying child support. Like, you know, daycare expenses by itself is a load. You know, I did, you know, have a bachelor's degree, but bachelor's degree is not paying nothing. I was getting thirty seven thousand dollars and that wasn't enough. When you got daycare expenses, six hundred dollars a month and that was cheapened. OK, diapers and formula. And can we talk about it? And it's just it was a lot. Um worked two jobs and then be, went back to school to get my master's degree um so I put a lot of my stuff into work so I became a workaholic that wasn't good either so I became this grind hustle this ladder um until kind of God was like there's no ladder with me you're, you're you're building something it's not on solid ground it's on sand so having to go back to the thing and just having breakdowns man lots of breakdowns um I say at this particular point lots of therapy Lots of God, lots of God and lots of therapy and lots of transparency. I have to keep transparent with myself. You know, I'm like, this is how I feel today. But you can't get stuck in that feeling. You have to move forward. And I think the biggest thing is always to like not care what other people think of you. Because people see me and they, they see this son and like, oh, well, you shouldn't have this. You don't know my story. And we are so quick to make a judgment on somebody, you know, in the church or outside of the church. Or, you know, these you know, men that you know, I'm starting to date, you know. And saying, oh, well, you have a son and you don't know my story. And so, you know, you don't want to bring that out in the first date, you know, like, hey, I was raped. <laughs> you know, like that's a lot to for somebody to carry during the, the last thing. And then, two, you know, my son found out about it, you know, a couple years ago, how he was. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. I'm that, so sorry. That was a hard thing for him to carry and to even carry. Like, why were you like this? You know, I remember he used to say in therapy, like, just be a mom. That, that's that emotional, that nurture and peace that I had to be a mom to say, oh, okay. I had to learn that. That wasn't natural. Wow, that just broke my heart. Anita. I mean, that's, I mean, first, thank you for sharing. This is deep, you know, just by listening to you, it just breaks my heart. You know, you were very young when you had your son and, and the fact that you went through this trying to figure out what is motherhood, parenting and stuff. And to a point where he's even asking you, you know, I want you to be my mother. I mean, how did that make you feel? I mean, I think it was nothing but God. I mean, the last thing is I'm in, I was in education. So I see a lot of, I mean, a lot of his friends now are kind of like, they have moms, but they're inactive. So, you know, now I have a, a span to carry them, too, you know, which is even more. You know, this weekend I spent, what, four friends, four of his friends. Um, they're with me all the time. So they're oh, like, it's beautiful. We, we roll deep. We roll deep over here. Um, but one of the things is just learning and, and putting in the work. I think that, you know, I can't talk about like love or marriage. I don't know what that looks like. I'm putting in the work within my son to have a relationship so he can have a healthy relationship moving forward when he decides to have a spouse. Um, putting into work and changing my behavior as a mother and making sure that I'm changing my bad behaviors, you know, my top behaviors or the ones that I 
you know, try to survive with that were not the proper tools to carry on, you know. Um, I'm trying to change him quickly as much as possible. So therefore, he can he can be in the right mindset and the right emotional uh, space when he leaves my house. So he beca- he can become the man that everybody dreams of, you know. Other ladies are dreaming of these men and I want to carry a good man so, so he could be a good husband to his wife and his, you know, a good father to his kids. Wow, that is so encouraging. And the fact that you actually own up to your story, you own up to the fact that, you know, you are unlearning and undoing some things that you thought were the way to survive is just very humbling. And I am so, so proud of you, Lenita. You've accomplished a lot, which is, you know, your age. You know, for the viewers, oh well, the listeners, I always say viewers because I'm so used to being on TV. <laughs> but the listeners out there, of course. So, just a quick question. With your experience right now, do you think it has anything to do with your dating life? Why do you entrust in men? Or do you just feel like everybody's a red flag? I don't really have a dating life, Mimi. Like, I am a mom. But why is that so, Lanetta? You need to start living your life. I know. I went to the doctor's uh, last week, and the doctor was like, you know, I, I lost all my COVID weight that I did gain. Mm-hmm. I can tell you how much. That's a different type of podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay, baby, we cannot wait for that. <laughs> let's just say it's over 50 pounds. So I, I lost over 50 pounds. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, so I'm feeling good, right? And I'm looking to the, the doctor was like, yo what's up you know are you are you dating and i'm laughing and i said no like no one's even looking at me you know where they at um but with all honesty with i spend a lot of my my health is my wealth so that's my mental health that's my physical health that's that's me and so i've put this last year i have literally went to therapy hardcore i went to the gym hardcore um with that being said so my dating i wasn't focusing on dating this past year so, like, you're just putting in, putting in the internal, internal work to make yourself better. You know, I think that is such a, a powerful tool. You know, I feel like a lot of, especially, you know, black and brown minorities, black women, you know, Spanish, you know, men and women as a whole, we don't take therapy and counseling seriously. And I know, like, from my culture, is literally a taboo, you know, to, to get counseling or any kind of you know, mental illness support. And and being in this field of psychology, when I hear someone like you saying how many work you have to put in yourself, you know, you're seeing it and it's so exciting and you're healing from the inside out. And I just think that's very, very, very important. And I feel like it's a key factor that we need to start embodying, knowing that we are not okay. And it's okay to speak up. It's okay to seek help when needed, and it's okay. It's also okay, you know, to, to have to have to have counselors. It's okay to, to seek therapy. It's not supposed to 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 be this this taboo or this this bad thing, you know. It's it's very important to heal from the inside out, and I'm so so grateful, you know, to hear your story and and how you're healing and how you are where you are right now and how you are becoming a better version of yourself. Lennon, I'm so proud of you. Yeah, I don't think that you should be bleeding on the person you're dating. I'm very passionate about that. If I'm supposed to be a helpmate Mm -hmm. to my 
husband or to the person I'm, you know, like, I'm not just dating to be dating, you know, (laughs) dating with purpose. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I can't bleed on him. And I don't want him to bleed on me. I know there's going to be some residue. Mm -hmm. We always have some type of residue. And sometimes we don't know what the residue is until you kind of get into the situation. Mm -hmm. But my thing is, I'm going to get as healthy. I'm making sure me and my son's relationship is in a good place. I'm making sure my son's in a good place. I'm making sure that I'm, I'm the mother that he needs me to be. I'm making sure that I'm the woman that God needs me to be and the people surrounding me. I'm making sure that my mental space is good. I'm making sure my physical space is good. I'm making sure I'm good because when I'm solid in who I am and I'm whole, then my husband will be like, yep, I've been praying for that specific woman. I'm praying for your finances to be in order. I'm praying oh, for your health to be in order. Man. I'm praying for your mental health to be in order. I'm praying that I don't want no baby daddy drama. I you know, I'm praying for all of these things. And I'm like, I'm in it. I'm right here. So now I feel like I'm ready. I'm in a good space to say, okay, well, now I'm ready to date. But before I wasn't ready to date. It's not, I'm not going to bleed on my husband or the person I'm dating. That's not fair to them. And I won't do that. I will not. And I'm huge with that. If you're not ready to date somebody, you want to beat somebody else up for the, for the last person, you know, with the last person they did to you, stop dating. Take some time with you. Date yourself. Be with you. And if you can't be in your own mess, what makes somebody else going to be in your own mess? Absolutely. I had to get out of my own mess. I'm like, I can't. No, Jesus, I'm cool. Let me get the, out of this mess. Now I'm ready. Come on, 2023. Where he at now? <laughs> oh, my goodness. He better He better make sure he pull up on us. Where he at? <laughs> Wherever you at, you know, Lenita is waiting for you. So hurry up and come on with it. We ain't got time. Well, that is just beautiful, Lenita. This is so beautiful. And it's such, such an important key point that you made right now when it comes to us the black women black men therapy and stuff and you know being in psychology field myself my personal experience led me into this field and because of those traumatizing experiences that i've experienced you know i lost my mother two years after i lost my father and at the time i was married and um you know i i lost me because of the fact that I didn't have that support, that backbone, the person that I thought I was married to, you know, that time, I felt like gave up on me. You know, I went through a lot of emotional battle myself because that's like also another loss, you know. People take divorce like, okay, you're just moving on to the next person, but it's another grief. So I had to literally grieve three people at the same time and having having to look after myself having to look after my son i went through a lot of emotional breakdown and and i remember you know my first experience in counseling and therapy i just cried that's all i ever did and i'm so thankful for that experience and i'm so grateful for that experience and um of course i'm still a work in progress i am not perfect i'm not where i want to be yet in which I don't think I would ever be, just to be honest, because I feel like as humans, you know, we have to be humbled enough to know that we are not perfect. And, um, you know, I say this all, all the time. I don't like perfect people. If you are perfect, you're flawless. Please stay away from me. You know, I like people that, that can own up, know that, know, just know the fact that we are here and we're all battling something. And um, there's no such thing as a perfect human being. And that's just something that I actually own up to. And I use that experience as I go. And um, that's what led me to psychology. And I'm so thankful 
you know, because I prayed for guidance and God showed me the way. And because of the experience I had in, in therapy, I want to share that experience with my brothers and sisters to know that it's okay to ask for help. You know, it's okay not to be okay. And um, just hearing you also testifying to that, I think is very, very humbling. And, um, you know, if it wasn't for experience in, in therapy and, and where I have to really speak my truth and I have to dig, dig, deep, deep inside myself to see where was the roots of my issues and, um, you know, own up to that, you know, I think this is very humbling. And you're saying that I think we should start really, really encouraging each other to seek help because you just said it yourself, you know, when you said you do not want to be bleeding on your partner. And that is such a key point that you made. If you're not healed, how can you be with anyone? You know, that's just you taking your baggage and detoxing on the other person. And I don't think it's fair. Just like you did, I did the same thing too. You know, I worked on myself for years, you know, and I was like, I don't care. Everybody that wants to talk to me, that's on you. You're on your own. I'm not ready. I'm not ready because I want to make sure I am a whole person before getting into any relationship because I knew what I did wrong my previous relationship and I do not want to repeat that mistake again so now I am like this you know I, <laughs> I hate saying this word of course I am not I, I am so focused on myself it sounds it sounds selfish but I love me I know it sounds weird I am so in love with myself I wake up every morning and I thank myself, you know, for everything that I did the day before. And with that same energy, every night I thank myself. And I'm learning to love me, the little things about myself that I do. I can laugh at myself. I know it sounds weird. And um, I think that's what healing is doing to me personally. And I, f and I feel like it's very, very, very important that we start seeking help and being hold before being in a relationship in order for us to, to break this this stigma and this myth of a single black motherhood or deadbeat fathers and stuff like that. You know, we just have a lot of healing to do. And I'm so grateful that you're able to share that experience with me, you know, vice versa. Lenita, I know we can sit here and talk all day. I know, it's 30 minutes. Oh my God, we're already running out of time. Is there any last word that you want to you know, you know, tell the listeners out there? You know, anything to look forward to with that beautiful and gorgeous Miss Lenita and a potential listener wants to holler. <laughs> it's not a dating show, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, no, not with the dating thing. I would say just up to everyone, I think the month of February, um, whether you have a Valentine or not, be your own Valentine and definitely do the self-love. I don't think nothing's wrong with what you said is self-love. Um, love on yourself. Get to know you. And you are going to attract who you are. So once you start loving yourself and doing all of that, I think that's where you're going to attract the right people. Whether it's a tribe or your community or relationships or you desire a spouse or a quality boyfriend or a girlfriend. Whatever that looks like, that's who you are. So I just say it's February. Um love yourself that's what i would say and get some get some counseling and there's options out there there's so many types of different therapy out there but i would say interview your therapist just don't get counseling i got i have the right, have the, the right person in my ear they have to believe in god they have to hear from god i interview like i'm interviewing a job or you know they're going to work for me mm -hmm. I, they, I have to be interviewed i have to make sure they're you know they're we're aligned 
So just don't get any type of therapist. But insurances and everything else, there's so many things out there for you all to get healed on. Put some time in this year for 2023 so you can go get all your full blessing that God has for you. Amen. I guess the takeaway is the full blessing that God has for you. Anyway, it's always so beautiful having you. And thank you so much for taking your time and being on the show. For the listeners out there, I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in and listening to another Tea Time. I'm your girl, Mimi Fatisise, my co-host, Miss Beautiful Lanetta. Until then, we are going to be here. Tea Time with Mimi. Cheers. Cheers. Ha, 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 ha.